Hi guys, welcome to Kyber Sisters. What's up everyone? And hello. Yes, we have a very special guest with us today. Maybe my favorite guest. <laughs> That's biased. Hang on, ready? Hi everyone, it's me, Michael. <gasps> my favorite guest. Oh my gosh, owner <laughs> of Super 73, king of a two, creator of chaos. <laughs> Most importantly, Oh, my husband. Oh, okay. That was nice. that was like, what's going to be added on? Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk to you about Star Wars. I know. We're so Thanks, excited. Dude. So, <laughs> I mean, when are you not excited to talk about right, Star Wars, right? right? True. So, true. how have you guys been? We've been well. Yeah, just hanging out. Uh, started live streaming. Oh, yeah. Did yes. a couple of live streams. It was kind of fun. Yeah, that stressful. was fun. Um, really exhausting. I have a newfound respect for people who live stream because it's. Uh, it's painful. It's brutal. You got oh, yeah. you got to be entertaining 100 yeah. percent of the time, but then also focusing on streaming. So, props to Greg because I, yeah. I, I can kind of understand why he's so burnt out on making yeah. content because mm -hmm. it's just like it takes up so much brain power, and mm -hmm. I don't have much to right. spare. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're literally performing, but you also have to be good at playing video games. And at there's the same no time. editing. Yeah. <laughs> that is scary. Props That's, to everybody who does that. Yeah, that wow. is hard. I don't think I'd like it. Yeah, I I wouldn't recommend it to everybody. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna figure something out. Yeah, but yeah. I kind of pulled back because I was like, this is a lot more than I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, <laughs> but you're easing your way in, and I feel like you're having fun with it, which is good. It's yes. fun to watch you. Thank you. Do it. Thank it's you. always entertaining it watching is. them both. Uh -huh. <laughs> it is. So today, since Michael is here, we are going to talk about collecting and cosplaying. So, Michael. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> tell us, what kind of collector are you? Uh, it's super interesting. I would say uh, an obsessive, uh, extremely hyper-fixated collector to start off. And I understand that you were asking what line or or type of merchandise you're talking about but i would just say obsessive because it's kind of everything and i bounce around a lot um yeah i did now you know this because mm -hmm. you came on a couple of our podcasts a while back mm -hmm. and uh tried to slow down my hasbro slander because yes. i was a huge hasbro fan and i still am to it to a certain degree a lot of what they do is phenomenal but the black series line has just been it's been it's been going through a tough season so I was very publicly unhappy and Jemory was like, whoa, 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 <laughs> let's say that nicer. So I think I did kind of slow down on that. You did. Um, but it still, it still makes me sad. And, and the frustration comes from just wanting more and not mm -hmm. being able to find it or get it. Yeah, right. And I think a lot of fellow collectors can agree, can agree there that, that Black Series collecting is very frustrating. You definitely started a trend while people are posting the <laughs> empty shelves at Target and Walmart. Dude, and I didn't really see the day that that started happening. I went to my local Target and it was like empty shelves and I posted a picture yep. and then everybody thought I was hopping on that train. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I was just making an observation. The no, Hasbro hopped on. train. Hey, it's the new. So for those of you who don't know, I, I would go to Walmart and Target and take photos of the empty shelves and say the new Black Series Invisible line is looking really good. Yeah. And so everybody started doing that and tagging me. And I reposted a couple. And then there was just like, there were days where there'd be like six or seven different ones that would tag me. And I was like, I need to stop reposting these because it's becoming like too much. And I yeah. kind of have learned, like, you can poke fun, but <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm not trying to, like, take away other people's joy. Because I know a lot of people, there, a couple people still really love that line and are and have high a hopes for people. it. Right? Wow. Um, Am yeah. I one of those there's people? A, there's okay. a couple. 
so, handful. <laughs> yeah. I, I've kind of I've kind of deviated a bit just to mainly hot toys. Mm-hmm. And and we've talked about some of this as well, um, because you're you're guaranteed to get it. And that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. And even you, Janae, you've hopped on the hot toys. I've hopped right on, yeah. baby. I do like it. I've got my very own Harry Potter coming very soon. You have that's something awesome. else coming. Oh, I've got my this one I'm probably most excited about. The um Heimdall. Heim, Heimdall. Is that is that the 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 guard of the of the uh the, the portal? Ewoks? Oh no. Wait, what is that one? <laughs> Is this an uh, anime oh, the, one? The guard of the portal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He guards uh, the bridge uh, to. Oh, uh, to, what's uh, his name? I forgot that. That's cool. we got that. We had that. Yeah. yeah, we had a hunt for that. Yeah, it's hard. I think they only made three of them. Like it was <laughs> expensive. Stop. Yeah. So it's I a, forgot wow. we did that. It's a six scale figure. It just cleared customs. It had to come from overseas. Uh, it was a really limited release six scale of uh, that character, and um, nobody's interested. But I said, Janae. What Marvel character do you like the most? And she picked the most obscure. Because <laughs> I was like, I wanted to get her a Hot Toys. And mm-hmm. it was almost impossible to find this figure. I, found him. I forgot we ordered that. I am so happy yeah. right now. Yeah. That's so cool. Dude, I love that guy. He's, <laughs> He's the best. <laughs> I love He's underrated. It. Yeah. People should talk about him more. So anyway, as far as like figures, are we in-box collectors or out-of-box collectors? Or does it depend? Interesting question. There are a couple figures that I will never take out of the box because mm-hmm. I think I like the way they look in it more. Mm-hmm. Um, that box art, huh? Yes, the box yeah. art is amazing sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say, as for Hot Toys, uh, Sideshow figures, um, most Black Series, uh, it is pretty much out of the box. Throw... Not throw the box away for hot toys. Uh, mm-hmm. That would that would be awful. The box feels too nice to throw away. It is a really nice um, box. Plus, what if you move, right? Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I just did that, and that was really tricky. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say that I rip it out of the box, and that really upsets people. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that I, I kind of subscribe to everything should be used and like enjoyed the way it was intended to be. So mm-hmm. there's things like this lightsaber on the set here. Mm-hmm. Um, I had that as a child, and it was like kind of my favorite piece of Star Wars merch. Um, and somebody gifted this to me because they heard about that story on the podcast. Um, and wow. this stays in the box simply because of the nostalgia yeah, and the yeah. appreciation for it. Um, but I, I'll say for the most part, I, I decimate the boxes. Yeah. How about you? Um, it depends on what it is. Obviously, like Hot Toys, like the bigger figures, I want to see them out of their box. I also save my boxes just in case. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I just worry about them breaking if we're going to move, but all my Funko Pops for the most part, they stay in the box. I'm a, I'm big on Funko Pops. Funko Pops is an interesting one because I, th- I feel like halfway they're intended to stay in the box. You know, mm-hmm. the way that, that Funko makes them where all the boxes are for the most part, exactly the same, really right. easy to stack them yeah. and yeah. they look really nice displayed. I think yeah. that. There's a couple like the speeder up here uh, in the top corner. Oh, yeah, corner. yeah, yeah. I, I think that one's really cool out of the box because it's dynamic. Like the deluxe ones, huh? Yeah. yeah, all, yeah. That's a good point. All my deluxe ones are outside. Yeah. But, but I, I don't think, I think it's part of collecting with Funko to take them out of the box if you have more than one or two that are sitting on your desk. So yes. I agree. I definitely agree with you there. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Janae? Because I know you have some figures. Uh, I've got, okay. The one that I just got yeah. from Frankenstein's, the Ewoks, those will stay in the oh, box. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. And um, we have that displayed in our living room because it just is really cool. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I've got, like, some Ewoks. I'll take them out yeah. of the box. I'm not, like... Like, as decor pieces, huh? Yes. Yeah. It kind of it kind of doesn't make a ton of sense 
the way that she decides to keep things in or out of the box because there's that Ewok. There's the, the little the little vintage collection Ewok the that box. never got out of the box, but there's I don't think there's any reason for him to come out of the no, box. No, he's too small. I want to keep him in the box. Keep okay. him safe. Okay. Mm. So she, so the littler things, because there's a lot of little yeah. things she has that yeah. are in the box, uh-huh. but then sometimes the bigger stuff will get pulled out of the box. So I yes. almost feel like if you're like, this will look good by itself, the Ewok. You have an Ewok at your workstation. Yes, uh, I hot do. Hot Toys Ewok, right? My Hot Toys Ewok. Oh. Um, he's he's out of the box. Okay, he's cool. He's just hanging out with us while I do my clients. I like here. that. <laughs> and when I buy stuff, it's never for the thought of reselling. I think that's a big kind of yes. thing mm-hmm. to talk about is that a, a lot of collectors will buy with the idea of like, well, I'll just resell this. It's going to be worth $10,000. And mm-hmm. and for me, I'm, I'm kind of like, if I started collecting that way, it would become a business. Mm -hmm. And that's scary to me because Star Wars is supposed to be fun and joyful. And and when, you know, I have those 332nd figures um, and I have destroyed the boxes and I occasionally would post videos opening them out of the box because they were so hard to find and so rare Mm -hmm. that I was like, look, I'm I'm not, I'm not scalping these figures. I would never dream of scalping. Um, I am you just using and abusing them. Yeah. Yes. And and uh, it definitely upsets people when they see <laughs> that happening. But I want them to be all standing up in formation together, yes. which they are. They are soldiers. They are. Yes. Yeah. But it's a really cool collection. I think that's how I kind of like to collect, too. I'm not like a completionist. Mm-hmm. If I love it, I'll buy it. If I know I'm going to like dream about it or think about it mm-hmm. like in a week, I'm like, oh, I need to buy that. On the first dream round, about it. I need to dream about it. When Black Series did the original red and black packaging, I was a completionist because they have the numbers on the side and they make you want to do it. Yeah. They will like, it's almost like they're taunting you by putting yeah. the numbers on the side. And it was a brilliant kind of marketing strategy and it worked. And then the distribution got so tight and got so rough that there were figures yeah. that, and I'm not willing to pay scalpers ever. That's kind of something. And I think that's one of the, the, mm-hmm. the questions or Something along the lines of like, um, how do you find the figures and whatnot? Never scalpers. Even mm. if it's a, like a dream figure, I will never put money in the pockets of somebody who scalps action figures. Mm-hmm. And I'll die on that hill. Um, good hill. And so I had to kind of give up the completionist thing. And I think yeah. it's a lot healthier to give up the completionist thing. <laughs> yeah. Because I was buying figures I didn't even care about. You know, and yeah. because I was like, well, I just need to have that in the, in the order. But I would mm-hmm. never have a reason to care about that figure. Um, so I'm, I'm very similar now where it's like, just collect what you like. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that in kind of promoting that idea of like, don't buy from scalpers that it will kind of stop feeding into what they're doing, like their game? Do you think if more people chose not to do that, they would kind of stop doing it? Or (sighs) do you think it'll always be there? Unfortunately, people do not have the self-control to <laughs> hold back from something that they want. And that's because that's what's tough. Because it's something I had to teach myself was to be like self controlled and say, just because this is Captain Rex doesn't mean I have to have it. Mm. And um, a lot of people don't feel that way. Yeah. And it's, it is upsetting because if we were all united, then it would be a lot easier to push this like niche out of the fandom. Um, but unfortunately, that's just not how it's going to go. And no. so what I do is when I find scalpers on TikTok. Um, oh, boy. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. And I can't go super into <laughs> depth on, on what good. I do because it's it, it might be upsetting to some people. <laughs> I, I will, most of the time, scalpers are employees at these stores. That's just the honest truth of it mm. is a lot of the time, the scalpers are the ones who are working at the stores. 
Without going into too much detail, I have turned a couple of them in to their managers and fi- oh, found out what store number they work did. out. All of oh, I and I can't. I, oh. Someday I'll go in depth on like how deep it goes and how okay. much research I'll do. Yeah, you um, went full PI. Oh yeah, I'll find all of I'll find their eBay accounts. I'll find everything I need to find, and uh, I do turn them into to the management, and and uh, and so that's always nice. It's nice. I don't feel bad. I'm very anti. Oh, I'm like so anti-bullying, so anti-harassment. Yeah. But when it comes to scalpers, I think I'll say whatever I want to say. And then mm. if they don't have a job after their managers find out that they steal boxes from the back of the store. That's on That's on them. That's, that's on them. That's yeah. on breaking I'm, the rules. Ugh, that's disgusting. That's and I, justice. And become, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So do you think, okay, because I see people talking about this all the time when they go to Target it's usually Target, and they ask, oh, did you get these figures in? And they're mm-hmm. like, no. Yep. Or can you go check the back? Oh, yep. they weren't there. So do you think <gasps> some of those Ooh. people are scalpers? I am certain that people are scalpers. I'm also certain <gasps> that they'll take the packages, scan them into inventory, and then hide them. And yeah, then buy and then them find the them the later. Day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And some of them might not even be Star Wars fans. Right. Opportunists. Right. That just makes me so sad. Yeah, it makes me really upset. When, wow. When there was oh, that, I don't trust anyone. There was that Pokemon <laughs> kick for a while. Um, yes. And I have no interest in Pokemon, but Greg was having a lot of fun hunting for cards. So I just tagged along. Yeah. Uh, it was really fun to kind of tag along and, and, and not feel like I needed to spend money while everybody yeah. else was. It was a rare moment because normally I'm the one wanting to buy things. Um, and uh, we were in line and there was these guys with duffel bags. And <gasps> they were trying to fill up their duffel bags. Oh, my and gosh. And it was so cool. All of the collectors coming together and harassing these guys out of their minds, harassing them out of the stores. It was That's like amazing. the first time I've seen Americans come together since <laughs> 2001. Didn't matter what side of the aisle you sat on, everybody was united to say, hey, we're not tolerating this behavior. Yeah, And it was the coolest sort of energy. It was like, and I say since 2001, because I very much remember 2001 going to the grocery store, um, you know, obviously after that, the the, the 9-11 attacks. Mm-hmm. And, Everybody was your friend. Mm-hmm. And I and I really miss Aww. that. I miss that sort of like camaraderie amongst, I guess, consumers because mm-hmm. you'd be in the store and everybody was so like pro America and pro like each other that yeah. it was like everybody was helping each other out. And yeah. it's a small way and it's kind of a silly thing to say, like, it's nice to see that kind of in a small way. But to be honest, I, I think I try to find it anywhere I can these days, like mm-hmm. things that unite people, yeah. bring people together and uh, watching avid collectors take down scalpers <laughs> together brought a small bit of that feeling back, and it was just really nice to that see. That is nice. Yeah. We need more of that. Yeah, and same with the comment sections. sad time. When you find scalpers in comment sections, it's just like, brrr, like everybody <laughs> attacking them and telling them that they're that they're that they're rats and that they're possums and oh my it's mostly gosh. me saying that. But uh, <laughs> wow, I have a lot to say about scalpers. But to yeah, not, yeah, in order to not make this a whole scalping episode, yes. we can move on. Okay. Well, let's well, talk about um, focus collections, whether oh. it be, and we could all answer this, whether it be like a specific item or character. Mm. Love that. Ooh, okay. Who's yours? Oh, gosh. Well, yeah. okay. There's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, obviously lightsabers mm-hmm. and um, I think Funko Pops, but and like as far as characters, Darth Vader, Ahsoka, um, Jabba, Jabba the Hutt. But really? that's funny. Yeah, is that, but it's cute Jabba merchandise. Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah. there's only a the, lot out there. And the cute little, like, fluffy, like. With the Jabbas yes. that look like kid Jabbas. Yes. I've seen yeah. those before. Yeah, that's sweet. Little baby Jabbas. They are cute. Um, 
But yeah, I I just enjoy so much of Star Wars. So it's hard sometimes to be a collect to for me to be a collector because I'm like, okay, wait, do I really love that? Yeah. Like you, like mm-hmm. with your Rex thing. Because we all know. Is it that I want this or is it that it has the same symbol on it that's on my other things? And, yes. and I identify that with my joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Janae, yeah. what is your, what's your, I mean, I know what your niche is. What's your niche? What's my niche? Yeah. Or, do you mean what Harry you, Potter? What's your focus? No. In oh. Star Wars collecting. You know mine? Yeah. I mean, I Oh, think, Ewoks. Yeah. <laughs> and more recently, you've been like acquiring like Obi-Wan items, right? <laughs> I mean, like, we all know that you, you, one of like, yours wait, is Ewoks. What is it? <laughs> I, I will say, though, there, I understand I'm that feeling. So one time sorry. on the podcast, Greg, was there was a question that was asked of what's your favorite Starfighter, and I couldn't come up with it when it's literally right on my arm. Oh, yeah. Sometimes. You yeah. said something else. I think I said uh, the Naboo Starfighter or something. And I, both Greg and I, because I was all behind the scenes, mm-hmm. I wrote down A-Wing. I messed up. Oh, my gosh. Yours is the Naboo Starfighter. Mine is the Naboo Starfighter. Yeah. I just sometimes you were just, you just thinking of things. me. I'm curious, what is your favorite kind of Star Wars thing to collect? Okay, my favorite, that's easy. Okay. I love vintage stuff. I oh, love the okay. old boxes. Mm-hmm. I love, it just feels like it's, there's so much character behind it and like yeah. history. I just like that a lot. That's cool. Um, so that's my favorite nice. stuff. Like, cause my prized possession now is mm-hmm. that vintage Ewok yes. set with the two. I think that's so cool. We're gonna have to share it. Cause I've yeah, never seen that cool. before. It's, it's in so the They're cool. horrific looking. They're terrifying. <laughs> Actually, when I was buying it um, at Frankincense, uh-huh. there was a guy that was buying something else. And I was like, yeah, I love it. They're just like kind of creepy, but like kind of cool. And he's uh-huh. like, that's the first time I've ever heard someone say that they like bought something because they liked that it was like ugly yeah. looking and creepy. I was like, well. It intrigues you for some reason. There is, They're just and that's fine. really scary. There's no shortage of creepy jarring Ewoks. looking Ewok merch out there. Yeah, why do they, they really make them creepy? I guess I, I mean they seen are that much. They're kind of creepy. I know, I remember you saying that in our Return of the Jedi episode, and I was yeah. so shocked. No, they are. And their wow. mouths are just kind of like always open. And they've got like fingers, like, nails. Okay, let's not, let's not. <laughs> they do, they do have these things. They're <laughs> like, I want to like them. They're yeah. like, <laughs> they're like bears, but they have thumbs. I don't know. Kind of demon bears. Yeah, oh. they're a little bit demon-y. <laughs> okay. Very interesting. I mean, I've like, never heard. I don't this like take. demons, but I do like you. Yeah. Thank you for clearing that <laughs> yeah, up, Janae. We really appreciate it. I do that. not enjoy. <laughs> okay, so Michael, what about you? I mean, it is pretty clear. <laughs> I am a huge, obviously, clone fan. Yes. Um, anything clone, mostly, and it's funny because my my niche is Phase Two clones. Um, Which but, can you tell us all what that means? Because oh, yeah, I always absolutely. forget. What is Phase One? Phase Two. Phase One. <laughs> is when they were introduced in Attack of the Clones. Okay. It's a T-visor um, that is, like, sharp and pointed, so it comes... It's very Mandalorian-looking. Okay. Uh, it's this. <laughs> <laughs> I was, gonna, I was right actually... Look, I actually looked confusing. at that. This is going to get confusing because this is phase one. Okay. This visor part, and the helmet is a phase two. So for those oh. of you who don't know, which I, I assume there's none of you, let me just... Clear it up. Captain Rex welded a phase one visor onto a phase two helmet because he oh. liked the display and the way it you could see better through it. He did? Yeah. You, he liked fact. it? I'm not making Wait, that up. Wait, what is that? For? How do we know that? What a smart boy. Look at his I helmet. Know. 
it oh, references okay, so, it. Well, it references okay. it in a in I, a comic book. Oh, um, okay. Because I'm like, how do we know this? Well, the whole idea is he's the only one. When all the clones switch to Phase Two, he's the only one who has the Phase Two visor still. Wow. And see these blue lines, I mean, these yeah, I guess lines. that's a weld he line. He welded <gasps> it together. That's what that is. Oh, I, interesting. I never I knew that. Nobody, My I thought, God, I, I, I did not know. Knew, and then no. my, the two co-hosts. I thought. Didn't Excuse know. me. Um, <laughs> I literally thought you were making that up. Um, I barely <laughs> know anything. I thought that about was your head cannon. <laughs> this is exciting because yeah, I get to talk about it because I like to talk. Yeah, about wait, this is cool. Um, wow. So yeah. I always so wondered. You can see all the weld lines, and he what has bolts. Heck? He has bolts holding the thing together. Oh, I am literally kind of embarrassed right now. No, it's okay. I know. There's I'm so much like Star Wars. There's so much Star Wars. I know. You can't. Isn't that fun? I'm so excited. That is fun. Okay, I like so, that a lot. Wow. Phase How two cool. clones are my favorite. Um, I Phase like two? Rex because okay. he customized it, and I like customizing things. Yes, you do. Um, and uh, my niche within a niche is the 332nd uh, company yeah. or a battalion. Uh, yes. And um, I have, oof, I think I have about 40 of the Black Series figures. Um, oh my gosh. Now, so, I have one. Okay. So here's how I got 40 because it was not uh, any shady way. I yeah. never once yeah. to this day have seen one in a store. Me either. Never once. Yeah. But Janae and I made a TikTok one day and I had about four of them at the time. <gasps> the tic- the, the I viral remember. TikTok. About four of them at the time and it got 10 million views and. I'm talking about the figures and, and it's, it's somewhat staged. Like I was yeah. mm-hmm. genuinely talking about it, but it's not like I was so caught off guard, but I, uh, had those figures in it for the next three weeks. My Instagram was filled to the brim with DMS oh saying, my gosh. Hey, I'll sell you mine. I have a couple extra. Like, are you interested? And I never <laughs> paid more than 25 bucks for one. Whoa. Yeah. Um, and then some people were like, Hey, I'm getting rid of my collection. Do you want me to send these to you? They're open. I'm not going to sell them. And so they would just send me Ziploc bags with mm-hmm. the figures in it. How so I was cool buying figures wherever I could get them. Um, and then some were gifted. And so this collection kind of just grew. And I was posting about it a long time for a long time because I thought it was really cool. But a lot of people Getting instantly mad. go, oh, so that's why I don't have one because yeah. you have them all. Ugh. So I stopped Assuming. posting. Yeah, I stopped posting about <laughs> yeah. it because it just wasn't it, – it just – I felt like it wasn't doing good. I, I thought it was funny, but it wasn't like – wasn't making people stoked. So yeah. mm-hmm. stop posting, still have that collection. And then Hot Toys recently released the 501st Deluxe figure, which is a six scale figure. Um, and that one has the 332nd helmet. Um, so I have seven of those. <laughs> we one. do have a lot of those. <sighs> I, I love that. We don't figure. have all you of have them that yet. Figure. I do. And you don't do have we? any other Hot Toys? No, I have. I have a few. What do you what have? Do you have? I'll have to bring him sometime. I have yeah. Leia Bespin. <gasps> cool. Um, nice. Uh, the Royal Guard. I have. Really a, interesting. Yes. Can I ask why the Royal Guard? Uh, J- that's one of Jason's favorites. Cool. Got yeah. it. Got it. Um, who else do I have? I have a really old, like, Darth Vader one, but it's sideshow and oh, it's pretty big. Wow. It's like dramatic cape action. Cool. Wait, that's yeah. rad. Yeah. Um, I can't think. And then the three hundred thirty second. Yes, now, and we also have so others cool. from other fandoms. How come you? How come you went with that one? Three hundred thirty second. Well, I like you. I yeah. love that battalion. Is that the correct? So it was yeah. a battalion. I think it got changed to company. You're right. Yeah. At one point, it was battalion. Okay. Yeah. So I, won't I mean, fault you. <laughs> I just love. I mean, I love Ahsoka. Yeah. And I've always loved all kinds of troopers. So when the two combined, I was just like, yeah. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. this is so cool. 
Yeah, cool. need it. Definitely. Those, if if you haven't gotten it, you should definitely get one because once they're sold out, they're going to go for eight, nine hundred dollars, yeah. and you don't want to pay that amount. And Sideshow is gracious enough to do monthly payments. Yes. Um, they also <laughs> do. I think they do a firm, which is like you, you get it and you pay once you have it. So there's a lot of options. So if you've always thought mm -hmm. hot toys are too expensive. Stop buying Black Series figures and you can get a Hot Toys. I know. That's so true. And they are so beautiful. They're, not, they're just more satisfying to mm -hmm. me. Yeah, Because they, they actually really look like, you know, sometimes the yeah. they're just not perfect. Right. And mm -hmm. then the Hot Toys are perfect. Yes. Definitely. I Thank you. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, to close out the collecting segment, let's talk about, do you have any tips on obtaining the exclusive mm. merchandise? You should definitely buy from scalpers. <laughs> <laughs> I would say... If it's something you really want, I have definitely woken up at 3 a.m., you know? Yeah. Like I've, I think we've all had those moments where mm -hmm. it's like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to set the alarm. I'm going to have two browsers open. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when those backpacks dropped, uh, yeah. Janae and oh, I both yeah. had our browsers mm -hmm. up and we were refreshing. We were in the middle of like hosting all of our neighbors at our house. And <gasps> yes. we were like, you told me that. That we was were so like, funny. Hey, unfortunately, guys, we got to uh, we got to do Orders. this thing online real quick. So we're just going to be on our phones. Um, <laughs> and so there's a couple times we've done that. Uh, and, and I'm not afraid to do that. But I've become much better at being okay to not get things I really, really want. Um, mm. and, and I think that's a better lesson because I would like obsess I would mm -hmm. obsess like, oh, there's a new clone that Hasbro's releasing. I got to get it. And then if I didn't get it, I would my the next three hours of my day were ruined. And oh, I was man. like yeah. sulking. And yeah. and I was like, why am I letting a corporation that makes plastic control <laughs> how I feel? So it's good to partner yeah. with friends. You know, if you want to get something, it's, it's good yeah. to set the alarms. But it's kind of almost better to be okay if you don't succeed because yeah. there's always going to be more plastic to buy. And chances are with the way it's things true. are going, they're going to re-release it in another format someday. I know. You know, yeah. I have that box of the four clones that it's worth like 500 bucks on eBay right now. Oh. Um, it was like an Entertainment Earth exclusive. I think I paid all of 80, 85 bucks for it at the time. Um, and that thing was like really precious to me. I never wanted to sell it. And now Hasbro's re-releasing each of those clones individually. Oh, wow. So oh, it, took, yeah. it took six or seven years. Um, so you never know. But wow. once it, yeah, but now they're going to be individually released. And, mm -hmm. and I assume that at some point distribution's going to get better. So right. always wait. It'll, it'll be worth it eventually. You'll find what you're looking for. Yeah. yeah. Do you also make sure that you're signed in to your account? Oh, accounts. Yeah, Those accounts. are very important. <laughs> I do accounts. do that. I mean, if you yeah. don't, at this point, if you don't, there's no chance you're going to get it. Yeah. Um, most websites, and for those of you who don't know, and I'm sure Jen Marie can shed a lot more light on this, most websites allow you to have accounts mm -hmm. um, with all of your information pre-saved right. so it's easy as one click. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. Because if, I mean, most of them do let you check out as a guest, but it's going to be a longer process mm -hmm. because then you have to enter in all that information. And even if it's in your cart, it doesn't guarantee you're going to get nope. it. No, yep. so you have to be Crazy. fast. Yeah. I find that like, when I'm really trying to get something, I'll have like three browsers open. And a lot of times my iPad gets me through. Oh, I don't know why, huh. but it gets me through pretty quick. Even for like Disneyland things, like Disneyland reservations. Yeah. That's a good I tip. Don't know. I know that is. It could be about, okay, so I do know that iPhone or Apple devices, um, they'll all time on um, an internal clock basically. So mm. even if somebody pushes a site live at a certain time, your iPhone only does, I think it like refreshes time every 15 or 20 seconds or so. And this is weird. This is going to be odd, but this is what I learned about uh, Rise of the Resistance. 
Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. The you reservations. download a clock app. Mm-hmm. Um, you can actually change your phone's operating system to work off of a more accurate app um, that connects to like a satellite or something. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, the guy who did it got us into group boarding group two. Or yes, something. boarding two? group two. He goes, "Watch, two. I'm going to make this work." Boom, done. Mm-hmm. Boarding group wow. two. Boarding and group he two. was basically like, your phone refreshes every 15 seconds, so your time might not be correct. Yeah. So if you're really serious about getting that, like, exclusive drop, uh, just Google search, like, iPhone um, clock app more accurate. Find That's that cool. one, and then it'll kind of sync your your browsers up to whatever that is, and you're going to be able to have a lot more success doing that. Yeah. I know that sounds convoluted, but it, I watched it, it work multiple yeah. times. Yeah, the you've guy, experienced it. And the guy was like, I got boarding group one yesterday. Oh, my so yes. it's not like it was a fluke. Twice what? in a row, yeah. we were like, what? That's crazy. How? Yeah. It was like comedic, honestly. Wow. Yeah, it was but, wild. Um, yeah, I also think just following certain people like Yakface, um, I mean, I'll even say as an affiliate of like Entertainment Earth, I'll get emails like a day or two before mm. saying, hey, this is going to drop at this yeah. time. So there are ways to kind of get that news on time, you know. Do you have like figure sites that you'd recommend to people like Entertainment Earth, Big Bad Toy Shop? Yeah, I, I like Entertainment Earth. I use that myself. I am a, Amazon can be hit or miss sometimes. I've been finding personally with my Funko Pops, there's like little marks on mm. them and stuff um but yeah where else i don't know what about what about you I, i'll i'll kind of bounce around um entertainment earth seems to hold stock longer which is mm-hmm. really cool so i think yeah. maybe they they purchase way more big bag toy shop is a good backup um if you're if you're struggling i avoid amazon as much as possible i've gotten figures yeah. and bubble mailers then they're just bent in half. Yeah. Oh, um, that's horrible. Yeah, Yakface is great. If if you don't follow Yakface, um, I mean that's a one stop. Anything really that happens is. in the collecting fandom yeah. goes through Yakface. Um, and they're very good at updating everything. I watch people sometimes rage at them and Yakface is like, I literally just posting the information. I don't <laughs> have anything to do with yeah. Hasbro. Because yeah. he has so much inside information, people just assume that uh, you know, they're they're affiliated with Hasbro. Mm-hmm. So. Interesting. Yeah, definitely. Huh. Follow Yak Face. Yak Face. Definitely. Plug. Okay, are we ready to get into cosplaying? Cosplay. Let's talk about Janae, it. Janae, do you do you have the questions with you? Uh yeah. Do you wanna Yes. Wanna... Michael. Okay. <laughs> when did you get like when did you get into cosplay and what made you like be like, this think, is what I'm doing. I think uh, even the word cosplaying is so interesting because I never identified as a cosplayer. Yeah. And I didn't identify as a cosplayer, I think, until after I had even left the clubs. Um, I never really had much interest in dressing up. I, I, it was, I had a Spider-Man costume growing up, and that was mm, always fun for Halloween cool. photos. Mm-hmm. Um, I always did, like, Halloween costumes and, and kind of went all out with that. But I kind of resented the term cosplayer. For mm. no reason outside of my first costume experience was in the 501st Legion, which is a club. It's a mm-hmm. costuming group. Mm-hmm. That's what they call themselves. And um, for better or worse, they they basically have very unbelievably high standards. And they're very elite about those standards. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're kind of, uh, you know, one of the number one costuming groups. And so as such, there's a little bit of an ego that comes with that. And I think... My first experience with costumes going through that club, I was very instantly like, oh, we don't like cosplayers. Okay, cool. Um, I'm not a cosplayer. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how I felt. And that kind of like 
set my understanding of the world. It took a, a couple of years till I was like, oh, I think this is called gatekeeping. Um, and the, the whole club isn't responsible for that. I think there's members that do good. There's We've talked about this, yeah, members yes, that don't. Totally. Um, there's reasons to join, reasons to stay out. Um, but it definitely kind of turned me turned my nose up towards cosplayers. And then I got out and I was like, oh, the 501st is just a bunch of cosplayers. They're just acting like they aren't. Um, (laughs) There's nothing elite about it. Cosplaying is for everyone. Whether you want to do it to the millimeter or you just want to do a loose interpretation. I group all of that together now. um, And I know that there's some people in the clubs that would be very upset to hear that. But I think the truth is... um, it's all very silly. We're all just dressing up. I know. We're all it's having very a good silly. Time. And so, I, and, and I've been seeing a shift within the clubs to embrace cosplayers more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I really like that as the clubs kind of get younger, you start to see that things are changing and it's creating division. But after the division, the dust settles and, and I think normally it's more welcoming. Yeah. And I really like to see that there's some people on the East Coast um, doing a great job, special uh Special shout out to Justin Sonfield and Mm -hmm. and his crew out there that are really trying to bring um, a more youthful side to Mm -hmm. the clubs. Um, And I think, you know, that's sort of uh, better for the entire community to embrace cosplayers and to say that what we're doing, there is a bit of silly joy in it. And that's why we love doing it. And so that didn't answer your question at all. (laughs) I thought that was a very important way to open up this conversation. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that Mm -hmm. it's kind of being like, okay, we have to remember who we are. We are just regular people who want to dress up as characters that we really love. Like it's supposed to be fun Mm -hmm. and welcoming and inviting. And we all like the same thing. Like why are we creating elitism towards one another? It just doesn't make sense. And you're creating. Yeah. And like your creations shouldn't be put down because right. they're not up to par. Or they're or, non-canonical. It's yeah. like, just let it's, us have Do fun. whatever the heck you want. Yeah. With, with, I like that it's being embraced more. Sorry. Yeah. And I think, you know, it, it is as social media and, and I don't, I, I will say um, early on, I think we had a lot to do uh, with the shift within the cosplaying world um, because we were making these vlogs at 501st yeah. Troops. And they were getting half a million, 700,000, a million views, which was crazy, but they were exploding and our channel was exploding and it caused a lot of people to dislike us Mm -hmm. because the clubs was a fraternity. It was this sort of, it was almost like a motorcycle group and you needed to like earn your right to be a part of it. Yeah. And I very much disagreed with that way of thinking and uh, it upset a good amount of people, Mm -hmm. but now you start to see the shift within the club and there's all these clones coming in. There's all these, you know, new young cosplayers coming in. And I, I'd like to think we had a little bit of a hand in that sort of momentum shifting uh, into uh, more of an accepting sort of like youthful, hey, let's embrace social media. Let's mm-hmm. embrace being silly. Um, you would never see a 501st member really dancing um, in their armor before because it wouldn't fit the character. Right. But there's a mm. few, there are a few members that I found in the clubs that love to do that with the kids. And so you start to see these people, you know, start to kind of like come out of their shells. Funny because it's kind of a pun yeah. about stormtrooper armor. They would come out of their shells and start to dance. And, and those, those are my favorite moments. And those are the yes. kids' favorite moments. Totally. Um, yeah. And I think it's more fun to be silly and embrace it where adults wearing suits of plastic. Yeah. And there's nothing to be elite about. Right. Yeah. 
Right. Good point. Have fun. Yeah. I'd way rather watch someone dancing around than just walking around all proud. Right. Right. Like you're like they're unapproachable. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. These are the characters yeah. we grew up with. How totally. cool is it to interact with them and get a yeah. high five from Vader? Yeah. Which, there's <laughs> exactly. a ton of club members that are that way. And it's always so it is cool so, to see. It's yeah. so sweet to see yeah. them with kids. Oh, I love that. It is really cool. What else we got? What else we got? What's your favorite thing oh. about doing it? So like when you, open oh, oh. <laughs> Sorry. What's your favorite thing? Like when you put on a costume, like what's your favorite thing or reaction that you've gotten from people? Hmm. Is there anything that stands out? Um, I've been out of the game for a while. Yeah. When I was trooping with the 501st, there's nothing better than seeing kids that are excited to see their favorite character. Yeah. Because it was, it's what I always wanted. <laughs> it's it's literally, as a kid, I always wanted to interact with those characters and I never got the opportunity to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So knowing that now this kid's entire fandom and trajectory has changed because they got to interact with their favorite character yeah. is a really cool feeling. And And there's nothing in the clubs that beats that. Um, I was never really a big con guy. Um, I'm not really a huge social guy. Mm -hmm. And so conventions were always very overwhelming for me because Mm -hmm. when you go, it's like a flood and I got to, I got to be a very popular character. And so it was just like flood of people every time I would go. And I think that kind of, um, overwhelmed me a bit. Mm -hmm. And so I started to stray away from that. And now if I go to conventions, I will not suit up because it is such a, chaotic um i i don't i don't it's a it's a mess like conventions are a mess and if you're in armor it's almost terrifying it's very claustrophobic i would feel like Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. and you get smacked you get people smacking you on the back (gasps) um i did a couple games with the the clubs like sports games and and it it is drunk people being aggressive with your armor grabbing oh my god so it's like i I try to stay away from those things i will always bring a helmet because Mm -hmm. in my head um it's a nice little escape when I get a little overwhelmed socially. Oh, yeah. I'll pop a helmet on, and all my helmets have a lot of foam on the inside. So it becomes this weird sort of vacuum where you can just yeah. hear yourself breathing, and mm-hmm. everything becomes like kind of a faint mumble. Mm-hmm. And there's something really enjoyable about that. I was talking to somebody on Twitter this week, and they're like, Hey, everyone, I'm going to this convention. Please know I have major social anxiety. Like, mm-hmm. if I just walk away, please. And I, and I said, like, Hey, you, uh, you just finished a clone trooper helmet. Put some foam on the inside. You'll be surprised what a beautiful security blanket that becomes because it's an instant escape from the world. And then That's you can cool. pose for photos with people and you can have your eyes closed and you can not be smiling and you can just <laughs> And you'll there, look great. And you look great. That's cool. That's good advice. Yeah, I like that. Because um, though they can be so overstimulating. Yes. I can't even imagine that would make me feel so anxious. Yeah, yeah definitely. Nervous. I know. So <laughs> that was good advice. Thank you. Um, what advice? So if you are talking to someone who wants to start getting into it, they mm. don't know where to begin because that's kind of me. I really yes. rely on you. <laughs> if you want to get into cosplay and you have a helmeted character, start with the helmet mm. because you're going to learn what that process is going to be like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, if you hate it and it's miserable and you just want to be done, the good news is you just have a helmet. you got a cool oh, helmet. Oh, yeah. Finish the helmet, put it on a shelf, you're good. Yeah. If you finish the helmet and you're like, I want to punish myself more, <laughs> good news, there's an entire suit you can build. <laughs> um, and so I always say start with the helmet because if if you finish and you say this is not for me, you have a really cool display piece. Yeah. Um, if it's another character, start with their weapon. Start mm. with like an identifying piece of their armor. Because if nothing else, by the end of that project, you have something, one, that you can hang on your wall and be proud yeah. of. But yeah. two, that you can wear to a convention and 
fans of that character will identify and say, oh my gosh, you got the shoulder from this character yeah. in Destiny. Um, and it allows you to have like a little physical piece without having the excruciating pain of the whole thing. Right. Yeah. Um, always start with the helmet. Very That's cool. great advice. And you, Jane, you're working on Boketown right now. I'm not right? working on anything. I have it. I have it. It's in the box. The box is taped up. Okay. We have not touched it. I have not even opened it. So, yes, we're working so on we're, it. So, okay. I'm working day and night. <laughs> no, I, it is. And that's the thing, too, is I think a lot of people... Take your time. Like, don't yeah. don't yeah. rush. Like, allow yourself to like do it when you want to do it. Yes, there's, it's there's, there when you're ready. It's exactly. there when I'm ready. And right now, to be honest, I am not ready. Yeah, <laughs> we'll find time. We'll yeah, find, we'll find time, and I'll be ready, and I'll be like, heck yeah, it's very It'll be fun. Though. Also, yeah. right now, I'm just like, Ooh. characters like Bo-Katan, You know, the the undersuit is very complicated and very tricky. Mm. And if you want to do it according to club standards, it can cost. You know, well, upwards of fifteen to two thousand wow. dollars. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what Janae and I did was we found a really cool cosplay suit of Bo-Katan mm -hmm. and it had foam armor. It was ter the armor was not terrible. great. Okay. Um, oh, she's she says terrible. Wouldn't say terrible because <laughs> oh. it could be a good fit for some people. But okay. For what we wanted to do, it wasn't a great fit. Yeah, I just wanted the hard armor right. mostly. Um, oh. Okay. And so all we did is we we got the suit and the suit is good enough. Mm -hmm. It's um, pretty good. It looks great. Yeah. We unstitched all the armor pieces from it so you can take that like foam fabric armor off of it. Uh -huh. And then it's as simple as buying a little uh, vacuum formed or printed kit from Etsy mm -hmm. for a couple hundred bucks. And now you have hard armor that you can put on the suit that only costs you a hundred dollars. Wow. And you've saved two thousand dollars on your build. Yeah. And so I recommend that for anybody that's looking to get into like the Mandalorian stuff because mm -hmm. there's a lot of that. If you're not sure you want to enter the clubs, you just want a cool Halloween costume or something for a convention, that get would, a cosplay yeah. suit, take that armor off, put Etsy armor on, and you are as good as as mm -hmm. anything from 10 feet away. People look at your costume from 10 feet away. Yeah. If it holds up from 10 feet away. Then you're great. You're yeah, great. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and I will say, like, the <clears throat> suit itself is pretty, like, thick material. Like, oh, okay. it's nice. It's not paper thin. So yeah. I was really happy about that because I was, like, something I yeah. cared about. Yeah. yeah, for that's sure. Awesome. So that'll be exciting. Yeah, that's I'm excited. Good. It's just because we do so many things uh, mm -hmm. regarding conventions that it's like nice yeah. that she can have something that that she can feel like yeah. she's, she's kind of in on it, but without yeah. putting in too much. Too work. much. And yeah. I, I remember the first convention I ever went to. Wow. It's probably like really the only official one I've ever gone to was L.A. Comic Con. Oh, yeah. And Michael was dressed up as a G.I. Joe character. Mm -hmm. And I was the only one that in the group that wasn't dressed up. Just because I didn't. Oh, yeah. I was very new to we all of this. Very newly dating. Very newly oh, okay. dating. And I was just like very unsure. And um, I was not ready. But then I felt kind of left out. So <laughs> I, now I'm like, okay, I definitely want something because it was really fun to see everyone. It was so fun. Very, I can't yeah. wait to go to a convention again. Oh. Yeah, all the kids thought I was a Fortnite character. So yes. I was very popular. <laughs> um, unfortunately, just not as what I wanted to be. Yeah, for. yeah it was kind of sad. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, it was sad because Michael's used to going as Rex and it was yes. just everyone knew who he was. Mm -hmm. And um, it was funny. It was pretty hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> what else we got? What else we got? So you've been working on helmets. Mm -hmm. We've got probably 40. Um... <laughs> It's not. An I feel like I know. I know. I've seen your photos. I feel like I'm asking this question. I already know the answer, so I'm asking it for the listeners. Yeah. So you've been working on a lot of helmets. Are you planning on adding any? Like, are you going to make armor for any of those, um, or are you going to cosplay something else? 
in the future. Like basically, uh, what's your yes. next cosplay? You yeah. also probably know all the answers. But I do. You, you got to ask him for the audience. Yeah, I know. So Sometimes okay. I forget. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm just kind of like a helmet manufacturing facility right now. Yeah. I just have so many. I'm constantly making. Um, the only the only character that got me close was Hauser. Oh, I was gonna guess Crosshair. Oh no no Hauser. no! I, I like Hauser. Crosshair's dark armor because I think yes. and I really like Crosshair. But gosh, yeah, that would be a cool one too. But mm-hmm. um, Hauser was the only one that I saw, and I was like, oh. Interesting. Yeah. I, yeah. Might, I might jump back in. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, it's a very easy kit. He's basically just a grunt with a captain's pauldron. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was almost ready to do it. I almost pulled the trigger. Um, but I would also say that, uh, you know, that tech costume I have is fully 3D printed and it's really painful to wear. Mm-hmm. And there's this maker out of the Philippines who's doing a fiberglass kit costume, which is flexible. It's softer. Ooh. And um, I ordered one for Hunter a while back and I was able to knock the entire suit out in one day. Yeah. That's how easy it is. Well, it's not super easy, (laughs) but that's when you build as much as you build. It's Mm -hmm. very easy to do a one day build on these kits. Mm -hmm. So I may go back and do a more wearable tech, um, which would be cool because I think I'll never wear the suit I have again. um, Mm. That one caused, that one was a problem. Yeah. That was a problem. Um, Yeah. (gasps) Uh-huh. Oh, it hurt. Yeah. Oh, it was After the shoot, I, had, I was like, I had little cuts around my ankles, around my wrists, uh-huh. on my nose, because it's 3D printed, so it has no bend. So when you're wearing oh, it, you're, and it's, my, I, you can't I, I move. fit it to my body so tightly because I wanted to look like the animated character that mm-hmm. it became like <laughs> impossible to wear. I was miserable. Every five seconds, I was like, between photos, I was like fixing yeah, parts was, of the armor. Yeah, I was not. The photos are amazing. Yes. <laughs> got the photos and got out. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'd say I'd say I'm interested in those. Um, as far as yeah. other fandoms go, mm-hmm. I've always flirted with Snake Eyes, doing a Snake Eyes costume. Cool. He's a, You've been a talking about him a lot lately. Ninja in all black. I, I was hoping the movie would inspire and motivate me. Mm-hmm. But the movie was really, really rough. Even yeah. I tried so hard to like it. Yeah. Oh, and it that's was rough. Sad. It wasn't very so, Oh. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe I'll find the motivation to, to build a Snake Eyes ninja or something. This costume yeah. is pretty cool, though. Pretty cool. <laughs> pretty cool. How about you guys? Well, I don't really cosplay. Right. I'm not saying you, I won't ever. But you bound. I bound. And you're yeah. getting close. You're, Your bounds you're are looking flirting. Oh, yeah. You're flirting with you're cosplay. flirting with the cosplay. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely some that I would like to, but right now I'm really enjoying bounding. Mm-hmm. I love to do it. Can I ta- want to get down to like one a month. Can you talk a little bit about bounding about for, bounding? Yeah, people who might not know. Yeah. So basically, when I bound, I kind of pull up several like reference photos of the characters. And I think I told you recently, I kind of, kind of like you, Michael, you pick out the things that stand out about that character to focus on. Mm -hmm. And then I just start Googling. I literally just start Googling words, trying to find shops. A lot of them I'm able to order online. So you find like identifying parts of the costume. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. Yes. That's perfect. Um, Because like I'm doing it for me, but I also want to, I want people to recognize who I am because yeah. it's more fun that way. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it, I love it so much. You have like a whole crew with Ash and Brian. Yes. And yeah, like the Disney gang. And yeah. some of the bounds, I mean, um, Ash has a Dr. Afra that's just, it was so on the nose yes. that they had her change because the bound yeah. was just so good. And Too good. it was, there was a lot of parts, like it wasn't a costume. It was just a bound. She was wearing clothes. Yeah. Um, and yet it, 
it reminded people so much of the character yeah. that it that it was that it was like a, a, she had to change out of it, which was <laughs> such a bummer. I know. Um, but that's cool that like people can recognize the character so well now. Yeah. Um, whatever you're doing, you did a, a, a Hoth Leia the other day. Oh yeah. And that one was so cool to yeah, see. Yeah, that, that one was fun. That one was. Cute. And that one was a little more special because I, I was like, okay. I kind of have to make it a little bit because normally I just buy the pieces and they're ready to go. But obviously I needed that mm-hmm. little because it's all white. Yeah. And obviously what's the little patch thing? With her little insignia? Like yes. her rank? Yeah. yeah. So that was just a patch and mm-hmm. I glued it on a, a white vest that I Whoa. basically thrifted offline. Yeah. So it's That's fun. That's rad. Yeah. I've seen, I mean, I've kind of gotten the, the to be lucky enough to be around actual productions and um, going into the costume area and looking at like, oh, this is from Zara. This is from Urban Outfitters. Yeah. And they take these pieces and they change them enough to where you're like, oh, that looks like it could be from 1940s uh, yeah. New York. Or that looks yeah. like it could be from a galaxy far, far away. Mm-hmm. And it's cool to see the way that people, these costume designers take these pieces that exist and transform them into costumes. And then watching people transform costumes back into pieces of clothing that exist. Yeah. It's cool to kind of see that cycle back and yeah, forth. Yeah, I like oh, that, that a lot. Cool. I also like that you probably feel this way too, and you probably will experience this eventually. Like when you go somewhere and you're dressed up, whether it's cosplaying or bounding, it's not so much that you're not really going for attention. You're going to have fun and to display your work, but it also like um, creates conversations with people. You yeah. get to make new friends like right on the spot. And I love that. Yeah. I think it's so fun. Absolutely. I think the identifiers is really, yeah. really important. And and I think you've nailed it by saying, I'm not doing it for attention. Like the truth is everybody who makes content enjoys when people look at their work. We enjoy yeah. when we get a lot of views. Um, but there's something so fulfilling about connecting mm-hmm. with yeah. people who appreciate the same character. Yeah. And, you know, I was walking through Target the other day and this was a rare one. Um, the A-Wing tattoo, I'm just walking like this. Yeah. And oh, yeah. an employee comes up and goes, hey, A-Wing tattoo. And I said, yeah. And he goes, love A-Wings, favorite ship. And I was like, oh my gosh, me too. And he yeah. goes, love your tattoo. I want an A-Wing tattoo. And we started talking about A-Wings. Uh-huh. That is so cool. One of the least popular ships in canon. And because I had an A-Wing tattoo, there was an identifier that somebody was like, there's a friend. I'm going to go make a friend. Yep. And, um, and it's the same thing when you bound. You find people that like the same niche. Mm-hmm. And the more niche your bound is, the more excited people yes, are to recognize so you, true. which is cool. Yeah. Wait, I love that. I have a funny story. Okay. I told Michael this. It was so embarrassing. <gasps> so talking about niche things and mm-hmm. trying to connect with people. So I had the, uh, the scissor guy came into work. He sharpens our scissors oh, for okay. us. I was like, who's the scissor guy? And I was guy? the scissor guy. <laughs> and so I was giving him my scissors and he was wearing a um, Cobra Kai shirt. Okay. And I <clears throat> forgot, like I had just seen G.I. Joe. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, Cobra. I forgot that Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai is from the Karate Kid. Oh. It's not from G.I. Joe. Uh-huh. And so I was like, yeah, I just saw the new G.I. Joe movie. <laughs> and he was like, Cobra Kai? I was like, yeah, you know, from G.I. Joe. And he looked at me like I was, an, like, honestly, like I was an idiot. And he was like, oh, oh, okay, yeah, that's think- cool. I think he was confused. I think we were all confused. Yeah. Well, and I think he was confused because maybe he was like, is there a G.I. Joe <laughs> reference that's <laughs> in, or is there a Cobra Kai reference in G.I. Joe? Yeah. And maybe yeah. he just didn't want to be caught not, not knowing. knowing. <laughs> and so he kind of just played uh, along. Yeah. Have, have you guys been in that situation? Was, I'm in that situation daily. It was really, after he left, I was like, 
Oh my gosh, that is so hilarious. Because Cobra then, is the they're the bad guys in, in GI Joe. Joe, and Cobra yeah. Kai is the bad guys in, in there. Karate, uh, Karate Kid. Karate yeah. Kid. Anyway, yeah. it was just is that really... with Arnold Schwarzenegger? No. Oh, I think that's uh... oh kindergarten cop. Oh. <laughs> I was wow. going to say the Terminator. <laughs> Karate Kid is is uh, with Mr. Miyagi and the 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 kid who who gets trained. Uh, no, nothing. Not Snake Eyes. I Kitchen. haven't seen it. I think I know. I know. Okay, Weird. right, right. Anyway, a new Netflix series uh, yeah. uh, that is like everybody loves. I haven't yeah. watched it, which yeah. is going to upset people, but none of us have apparently. Apparently, especially not me. Anyway, it was oh, no. really it was really funny. But yeah. I was, and then this made me think of. I also was thinking of um, Ash and Brian did uh, Hera. And Kanan. Oh, that was my a, gosh. They, they did a killer bound. That oh, one was Seriously, bomb. so good. It was good. Oh, I, I love thought you were going to say you, you called them something else. You're just, okay. Uh, no. Uh, Highlighting <laughs> our friends. I was just saying um, a bound that I did recognize was yes. that one. Yes. <laughs> well, this was a fun episode. Thanks Thank for you. joining us, Michael. Thank you for having me. I had a blast. The, Thank you for the answering collab all my you've questions. been waiting for. Yes. And there's going to be more coming from us soon, huh? Yes. I, yeah. Well, this was originally, I don't mind talking about this either. Okay, this was cool. originally going to be the ultimate guide to collecting Star Wars helmets. Yep. And then one of my favorite creators of all time, who I honestly, it was just a matter of, I can't justify the amount of money I'd be spending to get the helmet over here. So uh -huh. it was always kind of like a wish list item. Um, sanitized Creations um, yes. has a one-to-one -one perfect replica of Commander Cody's helmet from Empire Strike, or from, it's not Empire, from, uh, from uh, Revenge of the Sith. Wow. And it's like a holy grail for collectors. He doesn't make too many of them. Mm -hmm. um, he lives in Germany, so it's hard to get him over here. Yeah. Uh, you got to pay like imports and stuff. Wow. Um, and he reached out to me. And I'm never one to ask for hookups or deals or anything. Yeah. I'm, I love paying full price for, um, you know, artists and their work. Um, but... This one, he was like, hey, you want to collab? And I yeah. was like, I never say yes to this stuff. I know. But yes, I do. Yeah. And so he's sending me uh, two casts of Commander Cody's helmet. And he told me that um, even the the CAD design alone cost thousands of dollars because it was pulled from the files <gasps> of episode three and replicated to the millimeter. Oh so my there gosh. is nothing more accurate in existence than this helmet and i was like wow. i can't do an ultimate guide to collecting yeah. star wars no. helmets and you gotta not have, have that. this one um because we have amazing creators in the community imperial yeah. surplus blue bantha props yeah. uh samoy lavar yeah. is just kicking butt right yeah. now um and then i also bought a super cheap yes. um captain rex helmet from amazon they're selling oh i saw that phase yeah. two <gasps> movie style captain rex helmets the company is the same one who made the uh ray helmet that i got okay uh, yes the training helmet that came cracked into a, a bunch of pieces and also That's is so just sad. kind of bad quality yeah i assume this one's going to be awful as well i mean this one i have to say it looks a little stout it looks bad I think yeah. we can say that. It doesn't look <laughs> correct. Okay. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a company that is cashing in on a name. I don't yeah. believe they yeah. have any official licenses as far as I know. Okay. Um, and so I don't mind being critical of what they're doing. Yeah. Especially because I think if the quality doesn't match your prices, there's something wrong. Don't trick consumers with photos that aren't the product yeah. that they receive. Right. So I want to include them as well. 
I so think that'll be, a, that'll be really that'll good. That'll be a funny so addition. So we're going to have the lowest end you can possibly get. Yes, and I the highest. It. Highest end. So it's a good yeah. spectrum. It was worth waiting. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's going to be a fun episode, though, and we're all going to be doing try-ons because we all have different head shapes and all that. We'll put up a Q&A, so look forward fun. to that. Yes. But anyways, thank you again. Thanks, Michael. Thanks for having me. <laughs> thank you. And we will see you in our next episode. Bye. Bye.